so strong and two yards to get. He's the best player on the field, and you don't give him the football. There he is. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Just run the ball with Cam Obachowski and Tom Hines. What's going on, everybody? We are here doing our week three, legit or not. We're doing the shameful section as well. Going over some guys for week four, too. So this was this was an interesting week. There's a lot of teams that probably had someone with 40 to 50 points in their lineup, on their bench, or playing against them. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to start off with Devon A. Chan. Apparently not A. Chan. I've been saying that wrong, but he blew up this weekend and with that told everyone how to pronounce his name correctly, which is good. So, we say that correctly, but he had a season high of 51.3. This was obviously good enough for the running back one on the week. And like I said, the best score all year, he had four touchdowns. And Tom Hines, your boy, Raheem Mustard, also had four. Yep. But, you know, he's... Didn't, didn't quite crack it, though. I think he was, what was he, six points short? Yeah, he was uh, He was over 40 and, you know, had the four touchdowns. But this guy is electric. A-Chan is, is definitely electric. And interestingly enough, we've both chosen to favor on the side of not legit. I think, I guess my reasoning, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you. I'm, I'm a little close. So you seem more against yeah, I'm, it. I'm, yeah. I'm more on the fence, but I'm leaning more towards not legit. I guess it's easy because he had a 51 point performance to be like, Oh, he's not going to do that again. So like, I know that's not a solid argument, but what are you thinking here? Obviously he just exploded, but not super sold. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, at, at best, or at worst, he's still a backup. At best, he splits time. Right. So it's it's a tough situation. I mean, they're not, they're not going to have games where these two guys are going to go out and score four touchdowns each again. Like, this like this is a one-off thing of 70 points. I think, Hasn't uh, happened since the 60s, a score yeah. this high, 70 points. And I think they had the opportunity to kick a field goal and really rub it in, but they didn't. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I just think that the chances of... of him scoring above like a 15 or a 20 again are pretty slim um, especially if they just like kind of shove him back into the backup role yeah the the thing with him that's very tough is the the position the position is so deep for them so like you said he is a backup he has Raheem Mostert in front of him he's 5'9 so he's never going to be a bell cow which is fine he has amazing speed but you have Jeff Wilson coming back off of IR. I think it could be the hot hand approach, kind of based on what the Patriots do. But like I said, he's 5'9". He's not going to get 20 carries in games. So you have to no, bet yeah, on speed. Yeah, he'd be lucky to get like 8 or 9. Yeah, and then he's coming up against Buffalo. Like, are you, you, you have him on a roster. Are you playing him this week against Buffalo? Uh, no. I, I didn't even pick him up in a couple leagues. Oh, you didn't even pick him up. You definitely couldn't get him. No. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, I had the op- – well, actually, I don't know if I would have had the opportunity or not. I didn't check. Okay. But I, I didn't 
put any waiver claims in for him. Oh, so you're really out. Yeah, I don't think... I think this is going to be like a one-off thing where like a backup guy or like... You know how every once in a while like a wide receiver three drops like 45 points right. and then just like falls off the face of the earth? I think it's going to be um, a similar situation. Do you remember... Uh... What was his name Jonas Gray on the Pats? That guy that had like four touchdowns. Everyone picked him up, and then he was—I think he either missed practice or was late for practice—and they cut him from the team. <laughs> I don't remember that, but it definitely sounds like a Patriots thing to do. That was—I uh, think that was our senior year of high school. I'm pretty sure. Did you do fantasy then? Um, no, I don't think so. I think my first year was uh, freshman year of college. Oh, okay. Yeah, if so I did, that, then it was in like a league no one paid attention to. <laughs> that that was a good one, yeah. Where he he kind of exploded for, um, like I said, for I think it was like thir- it was either Thursday night or Monday night football. It was like a huge like everyone was watching. He got four touchdowns. Everyone started him the next week. He sucked, missed practice, and then got cut. So um, I don't I don't know if that'll happen here just due to the high powered offense, but I think he's very explosive. I think you can play him. I think you can play him in your flex throughout the year and maybe he averages you know 15 points a game but there could be four point weeks and 25 point weeks so it's just kind of what do you what do you want from that I I think it's a great offense so I don't blame you for throwing him in your lineup but when Jeff Wilson comes back and Mostert played well I am a little nervous because this could be the third guy on the depth chart realistically yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if it was either um Mm -hmm. He's yeah, small too. That's the thing. He's five nine. Like, yeah, it's, I don't think it's worth a start. Not this week, anyways. Maybe next week if he keeps getting carries, but um, definitely not against a tough defense and not when it's still unclear like how much right. of a role he's going to have. So he obviously, like I said, is a rookie. Just broke onto the scene. We have some older guys too. So Zach Moss and Jarek McKinnon, both in the 20s, Zach Moss, 22.5, Jarek McKinnon, 24.1. Is there anything worse than a Jarek McKinnon stat? Like I, like three catches and two touchdowns. Come on. How? Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just, it's probably because Pacheco was just like tired. It's just like, like, are, would you even pick him up anywhere? Or are you just like, okay, nice? No, yeah. And another guy that I'm just like leaving there. He's like clearly um, at maximum the running back two, but more than likely the running back three. So it's just like something that I don't really want to touch. His only value is he like runs this one screen pass and that's all he yeah. does. And yeah. in this game, it happened to like work out twice where the screen pass worked. But you take those exact same plays, and he maybe he gets tackled at the line of scrimmage, and he finishes the the week with three points. Yeah, he had two points week one. Also, I, I lied. I don't know why I had this seventeen point eight points. So I mean, not crazy, but he had two carries, <laughs> three catches, and two touchdowns. So two out of the five times he touched the ball was a touchdown. Yeah, he had no exactly. touchdowns before this either. Zach Moss, on the other hand, definitely a big fan of. Yeah, Zach Moss, what do you... So, as a as a JT expert yourself, give me what percent chance do you think Zach Moss is the Colts starting running back for the rest of the year? Enough that I'm trying to trade for him. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm in, in in our league now, I'm trying to work out a, a Zach Moss trade. It's not going to, too well, but... Who has Zach Moss? Uh, Zach does. <clears throat> Zach Moss. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to take it off of him. He's probably listening to me through the walls right now, making fun of me. <clears throat> he is... I don't know how he's good, like, but he is. I I feel like he had... He had played, where was he? The uh, And the Bills. The Bills, that was it. Yeah, and he just, he wasn't the guy. He wasn't at all. So why does it, why does he go to a poor, uh, like, I don't know. I guess they're, I guess they're decent, but yeah, a much worse offense. Just, yeah, I think the Bills just don't run the ball very well. And yeah. the Bolts kind of like had designed their play calling like around uh, JT. Right. And now that he's gone, they're just kind of plugging in somebody and it's working out. 30 carries against the Ravens for yeah, 122. Yeah. I mean, the, the ratio, like, I mean, if you can get over 100 yards, that's pretty nice, but 30 carries is a lot for one guy. Like, yeah. every game, that's that's a crazy amount. And that was with your boy Minshew, so if... Uh, yeah, AR by the way, Minshew, Minshew did beat the Ravens. I don't and, sound that dumb anymore. And he started. He started yeah, he over did. Richardson. Yep. <laughs> Confirmed. Week week three, that's all it took, and it's over. You already won. Yeah, yeah. My argument that I started last year and just kept riding finally paid off. Just an early season concussion led to you being right. Yep. I'll definitely take it. <laughs> yeah, and every time he's touched the – or every game he's touched the ball, which is two, I understand, over 20 points, 20.7, 22.5. But yeah, like we said, this isn't a you know three carry and touchdown. This is eighteen carries, touchdown, four receptions, thirty carries, over a hundred yards, two receptions, touchdown. Like he's he's the guy. He's playing the Rams. They're not a good run defense. Then the Titans. That's the only good part of their team is the run defense. But he can catch the ball. Then the Jags. Like he has some good good juicy matchups coming. So you think there's a legit chance that he could be the starting running back for the Colts for the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think JT is going to come back. Yeah, I think we're going to get like a Le'Veon Bell situation or like Mm -hmm. a Melvin situation. No one wants to trade for him. He doesn't want to play. I think part of it is because he had that really big year in 21 and then did Mm -hmm. terrible last year. So now he's probably thinking like, oh, if I go out again and have a bad year, no one's going to sign me. So he wants to get like a long-term deal done. Right. before he goes back out on the field. <clears throat> yeah, and I think it's going to be after the he gets off the pup list. Like I I don't I think some people that have him are going to think oh week week 5 he's good to go. You know, week 5 is over, I'm going to play Taylor and you know, sometimes they say something's an injury when it's not as well. So I I think you know, if you can get him like you said, you're trying to trade for him. That could be a starting running back for the rest of the year as well. And just to get into as well, some, I guess, familiar faces, interesting faces. So speaking of old guys, Adam Thielen's here. Adam Thielen at 31.5 points. And I think, he is he just back? I don't know. I, he, he played really well. I think he was like the PRK like five for points, which is... Uh... Or sorry for just last week. So like out of all the yeah. guys last week, I think he was like fifth. He's nine on the season. 
with 3.2 in the first game. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys that um that are like that. Um, Achan is, I think, six. Yep. Off of just that one week alone. <laughs> yeah, he had 20 and then 31 and 11 catches for 145 yards and a touchdown. This this could be the thing where I think it just comes down to no one else on the team is proven. And like you just know if you throw it to him, he'll catch it. He's not super fast. He's not super big, but he'll catch it. And on a team like the Panthers, who aren't going to be winning a lot of games, that says something. Yeah, and aside from that first week where he only got two targets, he had nine last week and 14 this week. So he's definitely getting a decent target share. And he's competing with DJ Chark and Jonathan Mingo. Chark had a good game as well. Four for 86 with a touchdown, but... You know, four for 86 and a touchdown is a good game. But the fact that Dillon had 11 catches, that's crazy. 11 on 14 targets. So, And I think, too, you know if something happens with Bryce Young, if he sits out again, if they throw an Andy Dalton, that's actually probably better for him, too, to have Andy Dalton. Because we know that he can get it done where Bryce Young is still unproven and a short person. <laughs> this is so offensive at the end. Um, He's yeah, like Kyler know. Murray. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess that. Well, I don't know if I would want to be compared to Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's but fair. maybe maybe like first half of the season, Kyler Murray. That that's actually very true. I think we've had two two years in a row where we talked about that. <laughs> Kyler yeah, was an MVP candidate last year. I think people forget. Yeah, until like what week six, and then it's like yeah. fell apart. And Russ was an MVP candidate two years ago, too. So anything can happen. Yeah, I think that one was more of, like, the, the team, like, helping him out a lot, clearly. Yeah. But, and, yeah, I don't know. I like I do like Thielen. Um, decent target share, I think, is, is pretty solid. It's all, mm-hmm. really, for, like, these guys, all I care about is target shares um, when you get to, like, this level. For sure. And I think that that, that says something for... You know, him compared to, so Romeo Dobbs, Christian Kirk, I think very, very different kind of situation. So Dobbs is someone who has come from a good fantasy quarterback and good winning games, but Jordan Love actually has not been extremely accurate. He's been great for fantasy. He's won games and been a lot better, I think, than expectations. Um, He's definitely not going to be someone that I am super excited about with... Christian Watson coming back. He's had two good games out of three. One of them, 18.6 with a touchdown. Last week, he was five for 73, 12 targets, which is great. Um, I just, I do, I do see him struggling when Christian Watson comes back because there's not, unless he's the dude, maybe he's the dude, maybe I'm totally wrong. And then Christian Kirk, I think it depends where you see Lawrence. He hasn't played well this season. And I still think Christian Kirk is kind of a sneaky play. But if Zay Jones misses another week, I think he's really good. If Zay Jones comes back, it's him, Ridley, and Jones. I think he's hard to be confident with. But to me, I think I like I would be more comfortable with him than Dobbs right now. Thoughts? Yeah, sorry. I was my... Uh... My mic unplugged itself. Um, I was trying to move around looking at uh, the spreadsheets, and I knocked my mic over. Um, Violent. Yeah. 
I'm medium on these two guys, to be honest. Uh, don't really know what to think about them. I know you mentioned um, Kirk about like the Trevor Lawrence problems, and I, I think for me it's a lot of question marks about Calvin Ridley, who like went off week one and then did nothing right. these next two weeks. I'm so confused by him. So like, is that like gonna be like permanent? Is Christian Kirk gonna take over? Is like right. that his portion of like the the offense, or did he just have a bad couple weeks and maybe he'll bounce back? So I'm just not sure, to be honest. There's too many question marks with these guys. I think they're worth adding. Um, well, they're not going to be on waivers, but I think they might be worth getting. Like, if you have a guy that did really well who you don't really like on your team. Let me see if I can find, like, a good example. Um, like, Mims Jr. put up 16 points. Like, maybe you, you oh, put God, out Oh, God, we were bashing him last week, too. That's not a good luck. <laughs> well, no, but, like, I'm saying, like, maybe, like, if you had right. him on your team, like, maybe try to trade for one of these two guys. Right. Um, and see if you can get something kind of, like, worked up. <laughs> he also just... Now that you brought that up, so Marvin Mims, we were talking about how week two, he was two for 113, averaging 56.5 yards. <laughs> So they clearly got blown out by the Dolphins. He was three for 73, averaging 24.3. I mean, this guy's like yards per catch is absurd. He's like 56 and then 24 yards per catch. I know he's like, he only has seven catches on the season, but like, God, that is crazy. They clearly were just chucking the ball, trying to get in the end zone at the end of the game, but... Hey, they have the Chicago Bears, so anything can happen. He might actually be. Maybe I'll have yeah. him right now. I don't know. I think I think he's a decent trade candidate, to be honest. I mean, he mm-hmm. put up twenty last week and sixteen this week. Yeah, that's fair. And you you know that it's not going to last forever. So like, I think he's a good guy to like kind of try to ship out. Right. Yeah, and um, I think someone that, you know, we're we're talking about people you'd trade for, or try and get everything. Sam Laporta, tight end. 22.4. This is someone where if you drafted him, he wasn't your starter, but he probably is now. You know, being on the Lions, I think people saw him as a good target just just with that good offense. You know, Hawkinson was someone, I won't make you say it. Hawkinson was someone who had success there, but he's he's grown every week. 8.9 to start. Good. That's good for a tight end. 11.3. Great. 22.4. Absurd. Number one tight end on the week. He's a number two tight end on the year, averaging 14 points. I think he is legit. And like I said, if he's on your bench, he's probably your starting tight end right now if you don't have Kelsey. Yeah, I got so lucky. And in, in, in a couple leagues, I just like forgot to get like a tight end. Just like completely glossed over it until the end of the draft. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, like what am I going to do? And yeah. then so week one in waivers, I was like already kind of scouting for tight ends. And I saw him and I grabbed him. That is the worst thing for everyone else. Like you, you get the team you want. You get the wide receivers, the running backs. You don't pick a tight end. You wait until the end. And now this guy's unreal. Yeah. I, yeah. I got extremely lucky. I think I have him in two leagues. No, I only have him in one. Well, I have him in two leagues, but he's on the bench in another league. But yeah, the, the okay. league that I like really needed the tight end for, I waited and waited and I like forgot. And I was like, oh damn, like, what am I going to do? And then I realized that I can, like, add him. So I added him in, like, um, pretty much right after week one. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect offense to be on. They're going to throw a lot, so I think he has good value. Obviously, he's going to be hard to get now. But, um, yeah, we, we're both in on him. 
And then the interesting Browns. So Browns D has been excellent. They are the PRK six defense. They haven't necessarily had any massive games. They haven't been like the Cowboys. 9-9-14, and 14, Bengals, Pittsburgh, Titans. I know none of these teams are great, but on paper, they're amazing. They've only allowed 20 points all season. Like I said, I understand these teams aren't the best, but Miles Garrett obviously is leading that defensive unit. And then Deshaun Watson finally had a good game. 21 points against the abysmal Titans secondary. How are you feeling about these guys moving forward on the Browns? I think the Browns are very hard to predict on both sides. I just have a quick question. Did you put Browns defense on this list as a positive because they shut down Derrick Henry? <laughs> wow. <laughs> good point. I, I, I didn't even think of that. Well, that is a good point unless you think Derrick Henry stinks, which I guess some people probably do at this point. No, I, I think he's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're good then. Um, I put them here because I think, and and this this is like the chicken or the egg thing. Like yeah, I the, I, mean, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Yeah, like, and it's really hard because it's easy in the season, but like Burrow hasn't looked good, but we know the Bengals are good. Pickett hasn't looked good. The offense hasn't looked good, but the Steelers are two and one. The Titans have Derrick yeah. Henry. They have no one to throw to. Their secondary sucks. So Deshaun Watson went off. So Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, is it yeah. are these offenses bad because they're playing good defenses, or are these right. defenses looking good because they're playing bad offenses? Right. Yeah, that, that's I, what I was gonna say. It's it's tough to tell this early. And I think the Ravens will be a good test this week for us to know. Yeah, if they if they get like blown up, then we'll know that I guess they just got like two bad offenses and then i'll give the titans as a a decent offense on a bad day <laughs> wow that's generous oh is that because they uh beat the chargers yeah i mean a bad a bad offense couldn't couldn't do that so they have to that's be true. at the very minimum decent to to get through the chargers defense and then i saw eckler practice today too yeah i mean hopefully he plays it's kind of weird to throw him out right before the bye week from a non-fantasy perspective but yeah i'll take it i suppose yep and then let me go over quick. So I know you, you went over the uh, what I guess we're calling now the optimal lineup due to me moving in on the spreadsheet. But. Yeah, the, the optimal lineup. Yeah. yeah. If this was your optimal lineup on your team, then you're in deep trouble. So I'll, I'll, have, you, uh, I'll have you read this out because you looked it up. But this, this absolute powerhouse of a team, if you drafted it, you're looking great. If you played them last week, you got 44.8 points. Yeah. So... Um, quarterback Joe Burrow, RB or the running backs Derrick Henry and Brees Hall, wide receivers CD Lamb and Calvin Ridley, tight end Darren Waller, flex Devonta Smith, defense Cowboys D and kicker Daniel Carlson. I mean these guys. Yeah, I'm with you. Like if I had this team like before the start of the season, I would have been like, damn, this league is like a shoe in. Like there's no way I possibly lose this. Yeah, and. Like all of these guys, except for CD Lamb, was the only one over ten points, ten point two. Obviously, Cowboys D was in negatives. That's why they're here. But yeah, this was I think you know Derrick Henry with two points is a tough hit. Brees Hall, I think, is a Zach Wilson problem. And like you said, I mean Ridley's a guy where it's like, what is he gonna do? Like, is he gonna be really good like Week One? Is he gonna be bad? Like, I think it's hard. And I think the Joe Burrow 
story will be very interesting. I know they started 0-2 last year. ESPN wouldn't shut up about that every time they had Monday Night Football on. Oh, they were 0-2. But he he definitely doesn't look good. They played the Rams defense, which is not a good defense. And he still didn't really barely squeak out the win. Yeah, this is also his second appearance on our uh, optimal lineup list. That's true. Yeah. And and an appearance on the, uh, the shameful section as well. Yes, so yeah, not a fantastic start to the season for uh, for Burrow. Yeah, and then we'll get into so yeah, going over that, we'll get into the shameful section here. I think we just the obvious, you know, we started with A Chan, the elephant in the room, that game, seventy points, Broncos D. I don't absolute I, elite I don't performance. <laughs> I, I think this is probably the best. The re- the most real scenario of a team or a side of the ball just saying fuck it, we're done. <laughs> like this this is yeah seventy points hasn't been done since the sixties. Is there any shot you'd play them against the Bears? Honestly, the Bears are so bad that I might. But I think it's you, I think it's valid. Like if you, you need a, if you need a defense in a pinch, I think it's valid. Yeah, because you know they're getting fucking chewed out. In yeah. practice right now like i would hate to be them like it would just and be that tragic. was a good defense last year yeah they, they were they i thought they were gonna be good this year but i i guess not dude if they didn't have that touchdown i, I know that like some scorings are different but in, in our scoring they would have put up negative 12 i know that i saw that too they literally had a touchdown and had negative six and yeah yeah that'll be interesting moving forward i do like mm. Actually, I don't even know. I, I guess like 70 points is historic. But honestly, I think right up there is the Cowboys <laughs> losing to the Cardinals. I I literally was thinking of just like, I know you hammered the uh, the 49ers against the Giants. I was thinking of literally just hammering like Cowboys by 30. I don't know how they lost this game. Yeah, I'm so glad that the uh, that I saw that Niners-Giants game. If if that Gi- Giants-Niners game had been on Sunday, then I probably would have like put all my money on the Cowboys to win. Yeah, and it just would have been so disappointing. I don't know how you lose to that game. Even like at halftime, I was like, "Damn!" Like the Cowboys. Like I was gonna bet on the Cowboys to come back, but the odds oh, yeah, were still like too. pretty bad. They were still like minus two hundred, and they yeah. were down like eight or nine points. Like this is crazy. So I didn't take it. Good thing I didn't, because I would have just like con- kept continually betting on the Cowboys just every time, like a quarter ended, and then thinking there was gonna be a comeback that just never came. Well, and then this opens up questions like so one. I think the the Cardinals winning this means the Bears are the worst team for sure because it was going to be the Cardinals. I think now the Bears are the worst team. But now it's like, I don't know, like James Conner ran all over them. I think James Conner is good, but then it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I think the Cowboys are still obviously an elite team. You know, they had two great first weeks, but... Well, two great know, first maybe. weeks against two bottom five teams. Let's not forget that. That's true. That that is very fair. So, do you think this? Are you? Would you give more of a boost to the Cardinals or a downgrade to the Cowboys? Definitely downgrade to the Cowboys. I'm not boosting up the Cardinals. I don't care what anybody says. They could I think the this Chiefs is just kind of a random game. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think this is a tough look for the Cowboys. I mean, they had literally the like a layup to go three and out to start the season. Does right. not get any easier than the Giants, the Jets, and the Cardinals. They mm-hmm. they're so dumb. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Like you're competing with the Eagles for 
that division. You can't be losing to like a bottom five team. You just can't happen. Yeah, they only have. So they have the Pats. 49ers will be tough. Chargers should be tough. They'll probably win with a field goal at the end. Um, then the bye week. <laughs> then the bye week. The Rams. The Eagles. So they really only have three tough matchups. Then they have the Giants, the Panthers, the Commanders. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Who gave them the schedule? I don't know. It's like the easiest one ever. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So that that was obviously, that was a crazy upset. And then, uh, so yeah, we uh, we actually had a, a lot of interesting stuff too. So Derrick Henry, 11 for 20. Cleveland defense, baby. But. Yeah, best in the league. Yeah, this is. Hmm. This is an interesting one. So I do. I do think that if the Titans continue to lose, obviously they just beat the Chargers. The Chargers are a good team. They just beat them. So that was really good. High emotion. But then they got trampled by the Browns. They couldn't score a touchdown. I think there's going to be several games where they don't score a touchdown. I do think that if they're not winning, Derrick Henry won't be used as much. And that's really tough for fantasy. They use Tajay Spears a lot. He's been out there a lot. And realistically he's going to be on the team for the rest of this year maybe next year but it it does come to a point where if they're doing really bad they're probably going to throw in Malik or Will Levis and they're probably going to use Tajay Spears more than Derrick Henry so I'm not freaking out yet for fantasy but I do think it is something to monitor obviously 11 for 20 he's you know a top NFL running back he won't be doing that every week but I do think just with the timeshare He's not a pass-catching running back, so having them be behind in a lot of games, I'm definitely nervous of him being a first-round pick. It's not like I'm I'm benching him or anything, but it does make me nervous just kind of with the game script, and the line sucks. So I'm not freaking out from it, but I think you you definitely have to be nervous. Yeah, I'd like to give him a special shout-out. I lost in my uh, fantasy uh, matchup to be the one seed by eight points. And he only had two, so I just want to give him a quick shout-out for that, helping out my team. Yeah, it's and it kind of trickles down because obviously that's not good, but I think it's offensive line, Tannehill, and then everyone else. Like, D-Hop has sucked. Traylon Burks I dropped in a few leagues because it's like having the number one wide receiver isn't getting me any points. Why would I even have the number two? So, yeah, the offense has not been good. They were electric against the Chargers, but sucked against the Saints and were even worse against the Browns. So bad game script for Henry, but 11 for 20 is not going to get you any points or I guess win you your one seed. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. And it's, it sucks because I had Zach Moss on the bench too. So now I'm like debating if I should bench, <laughs> if I should bench Henry for Zach Moss. But, but who's going to do Like, yeah, you're not. No one's doing that because um, then you feel dumb if the opposite happens. Well, yeah. But it's just like the spite that I feel. Like I just oh, want to yeah. bench him and then just leave him on the bench for like a weekend as like a punishment. But then, of course, the one week I leave him on the bench, he's going to run for like 400 yards and get right. like eight <laughs> touchdowns. Against the Jags or the Texans, yeah. And you mentioned you mentioned having some spite, but you could have more if the Chargers were 0-3, but they're not. The Vikings they're not. Are. Yes, the Vikings blew it. They had no business losing that game. One of the Chargers touchdowns, I don't know if you saw it, was like literally in the hands of the defender, the Vikings oh, yeah. like cornerback or safety oh, yeah. or whoever it was. And then he just like tipped it up right 
right for um i think it was palmer to grab yeah this is uh i think this is time to panic i think the whatever they were 10 and 2 i don't know something dumb 10 and 1 in one score games of last year is crashing down and they're getting the opposite now it's <laughs> gonna be one in ten in one score games they're keeping it close but that doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you win by 40 or you win by one point they have none and they're own three jefferson apparently has not been happy understandable but uh yeah, you can't lose games like that, though. I mean, they yeah. had it. They had it with 40 seconds left, uh, first and goal. It took them 30 seconds to move up four yards and mm-hmm. call a play, so they were already down to 11 seconds. And you could tell that uh, Kirk knew that and was panicking, and then threw a pick to quite possibly the worst secondary in the NFL. Well, it's just kind of like the where's the sense of urgency? Like, just kind of know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. I was really confused watching it because I, I I thought for sure they were going to spike it and like just take their time. They would have had like three easy plays. Even if he had gotten sacked at that point, he still probably would have been okay. But they right. just like wasted 30 seconds trying to call whatever play they were doing. Um, and then he panicked and blew it. I'm just uh, I'm looking at this right now and I, I'm laughing. I put in Mike, William, Mike Williams' death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, AC. So you got you got the no. dub, but the the injury prone Mike Williams. <laughs> yeah, what cost, right? Um, yeah. So he's gone. And then they benched JC Jackson after giving him an eighty million dollar contract. I saw that. Yeah, what? Because he actually throws or? games. Yeah, no, he he's directly responsible for one of the Chargers' losses this year, and indirectly responsible for the other one. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him. I think that they should just send him, like cut him, send him down to waivers and see if someone picks him up. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're throwing money. What is that, 20 mil a year? Uh, Yep. Jeez, that sucks. Just a waste of cap space. But they have to pay him anyway. So even if they if they cut him and he didn't get claimed by waivers, right. um, they just have to pay him anyways to just not be on the team. Jeez. Yeah, that sucks. And, yeah, especially if you're not using him. But at least they, you know, obviously Mike Williams sucks, but maybe Quentin Johnson will fill something. He really hasn't shown much right now, but they have Josh Palmer. You know, a lot of teams would be struggling, but I think they're they're just going to pick right back up, you know, change the game plan. They'll get Eckler back, and um, there's hope. There's definitely hope. I don't know about these other teams we have here, though. We have yeah, the, the Bears, Bears, the Bengals, team and the NFL. The Commanders, I think. Yeah, they're they're the worst. I I think the Cardinals were, but like the Cardinals can put together offense. They stop the Cowboys on defense. The Bears just I really don't think they have any redeeming qualities. No, nothing. It's so bad, dude. The, you know it's bad when the like when teams are like throwing out their like um, second string quarterbacks, but you know it's really bad when the second string quarterbacks are working. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they they had that that pick that he threw and had it at like the 20-yard line and having fields in a lot of leagues. He got down there, ran, didn't go anywhere, ran, didn't go anywhere, like got concussed or I don't know, maybe he didn't get concussed, got absolutely wrecked, came back in. He had two points, and then on that last drive, he ran a few times, or maybe he was at four. Yeah, I think he was at four. He ran a few times, threw a touchdown to DJ Moore, ended with 10. That literally got me so hyped 
that he, from the 10-yard line, scored a touchdown because that doubled his points for the day. Like, and yeah. if you had DJ Moore, if you have any of the running backs, like these guys are, at this point, I think I'm giving fields against the Broncos just due to what Tua and the running backs did to them. But you're you're running out of time, and it's getting into a spot where you can't start anyone on this roster, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't know how like you're going to um, have the Chiefs backup quarterback throw two picks and do nothing with it. Like he yeah. literally like he played bad and still just like worked them. I don't understand how you can throw two picks and still like come out of the game looking like you worked them. Yeah, it just kind of seems like a team who's given up and I think they didn't get beat as bad as the Broncos and they didn't lose a game as big as the Cowboys, but I do think just it wasn't close and it was never close. You know, it was 21 to nothing going into the half or 28 to nothing, I think. And they're, they're just defeated. I think, I think this game shows that Justin Fields is not the future, that they're probably going to draft a quarterback. And this is probably going to be his last year unless he turns it around. So this, this team is a dumpster fire play defenses against them. They should have just kept Trubisky. They would have. They would have been better off. I've seen that everywhere. Yeah, literally. And and who knows? They Justin Fields didn't pick up until week six or week seven of last year. But it seems like he's been figured out, and they're forcing him to throw the ball, which he cannot do. Um, so yeah, they were bad. Washington four picks from Howell against the Bills. Uh where do you see this team going forward? I was never big on them, but then they played pretty well. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. And now I'm thinking maybe I was right. Yeah, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Um, they just they play terrible. I mean, the Bills were really struggling up until this week. Um, they just, like, looked poor. Um, I don't know. I just... 37 to 3. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that cuz they they did they did smoke the Raiders, but I wasn't really expecting a lot of the Raiders. Like they lost to the the Jets and I thought like, oh, maybe the Bills aren't that great. Allen was kind of a turnover machine. Yeah, right. Um right. and then Washington's defense basically just didn't show up to the game. They just gave up. I don't I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, he was he had 218 yards. He did have a pick still. Which I don't know what the commanders did with that pick. Apparently nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were letting Cook get six and a half yards of carry on fifteen carries. Um, they let Allen get fifteen and a half yards of carry. You just can't be doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The turnovers killed them. They only had three points to the Bills, thirty-seven. So the Bills are definitely back too. I do think, you know, when we just kind of looking at what we have here and interesting teams, the Bengals are one that I don't know. I'm not sure. I think they could win the Super Bowl this year, and I think they could not be good. What are you... Do you think... Okay, let's start with, do you think they'll win the division? No. I didn't think about that one for a sec. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough question. It's I think so it's so hard... It's like a 50-50 shot, to be honest with you. I, I think I'm still saying yes because of the holes in the other teams. 
because like there's not the the only reason I'm saying yes is because there's not another perfect team. The Browns have not been perfect. The Steelers definitely haven't been perfect, and the Ravens have not been. They just lost to the Colts. So, but it's hard. Like you know, they're they're one and two, and they. I don't know. I they did this last year though. They were zero and two to start this season, and I don't know. It's it's just a, it's like so frustrating that they're bad. I just don't understand how that's possible. Burrow doesn't look good. I know he was no. somewhat yeah, injured. Yeah. By the way, this is like music to my ears. All like last year, I had <laughs> true. To hear yeah. That like true. oh, Burrow is better than Herbert, or oh, Trevor right. Lawrence is better than Herbert. Like how about now? Like where are the people that were saying that last year? Are they still yeah, like against Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd? You need someone else. Yeah, are they out in the woods somewhere? That like where are all these like Herbert haters now? I haven't heard a peep from it's any. It's true. All, all the Herbert haters <laughs> on yeah. earth. But yeah, no, he. He has not looked good. This was someone that you invest in heavy draft capital. Mixon, Chase, T. Higgins, you know, these are, they're all top three round picks. And there's a lot of teams that probably have two of them. You know, there's a lot of teams that probably have a Chase and a Burrow, if you could, or, you know, maybe a Higgins and a Burrow. But, um, you know, round three, you could have grabbed Mixon. Round four, some, some places Mixon was going. And it's, it's hard because this is an, I didn't make this mistake this year yet, but I last year when I drafted guys from the Bucks, the Chargers, and what was the other one? The Broncos. I had two guys on one, one of my teams. I had two guys from each team, and the Chargers were okay, but Herbert wasn't good. The Broncos sucked, and the Bucks sucked. So this is why you don't always stack. Um, I do like stacking guys if you can do it, but if you put too much real estate into a team then their bad days are your bad days as well. If you have Chase and Burrow, you're not happy right now. And Jamar Chase finally had a good game. But yeah, I think this team's tough. I think they could be down in the dumps and I think they could win the Super Bowl. So I'm really not sure where to go here. Obviously, it's a small sample size, so who knows? I hope they keep losing, to be honest with you. Just for the Herbie haters? Yeah. Okay. I want everyone who said that... Um Burrow was better to regret their decision. <laughs> Tom Hines coming with the revenge for, for the Herbie haters, but supporting your boy, I, I respect it. Um, this is what we got for the week three, legit or not, week four, looking ahead and shameful. So big performances this week. Hopefully you weren't on the wrong side of that with Mustard and A-Chan. Make sure you say that correctly as well, not A-Chan. But uh, yeah, this is what we have for this week. We'll be back next week, and hopefully we can make another reel explode on Instagram. I think we're at over 300 likes and 3,000 streams. I don't know how. I literally just took that video from somewhere and (laughs) put our logo on it. So, hey, whatever works, but we'll cue another one up and, and see if we can get that recognition. So, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks.